0: Listener supported. WNYC Studios. From WNYC,
1: this is Money Talking. I'm Charlie Herman. The Republican tax plan went into effect at the start of this month, and already it's having an impact. We're seeing huge tax write-offs on one side. For example, JP Morgan doing a tax write-off of $2 billion.
0: Goldman Sachs said they're going to take a five billion dollar one-time tax hit. Citigroup lost $18 billion
1: in the latest quarter. In recent days, some of the nation's biggest banks have been reporting one-time hits to their bottom lines because of the changes to the tax rules. But after this adjustment, financial institutions are set up for big profits in the long term, thanks in large part to a reduction in the corporate tax rate from 35% to 21%. And just as banks are looking to make more money, Congress is looking to loosen regulations, and that in turn could lead to even more profits. Well, joining me is Jim Tankersley, a tax and economics reporter for the New York Times, and Sheila Kohatkar, financial writer for the New Yorker. And Jim, why
0: are banks reporting these losses and how does that set them up to really profit in the future? Well, what we see from the banks is really a two step here. At first, they are taking some hits, basically, from the tax bill because it includes, in particular, a provision that forces companies to pay extra taxes now on money they've had parked overseas. Long term, though, what's happening to banks is they're going to pay a lot lower tax rate. They have high effective corporate tax rates right now. And going forward, those rates are going to be much lower. So the banks are reporting basically very optimistically, hey, we're losing some money now, but we expect to get a huge windfall in the years to come.
1: Do we have any idea of how much money they think
0: they'll actually make? Uh, Yeah, it's a a lot. Look at um, J.P. Morgan and Wells Fargo, just the two of them combined, say that they expect to have a $7 billion savings just in 2018, which is not small. So,
1: Sheila, many of these financial institutions are saying that they're going to take this money. They've already made these announcements and use this to give bonuses, to raise wages. And the Republicans will say that was a goal of the tax plan, which was to have the money trickle down to people and actually have them spend this money. So is the tax plan working the way that it's supposed to?
2: Well, I think that the Republicans will certainly use these short-term moves by certain companies to give small Raises to their employees, like even Walmart said they're going to raise the minimum hourly wage they're paying people. Uh, so the Republicans will use that to say, "Yes, yeah, see, this is working." But of course, these are all really short-term measures. I think that for many companies, they probably pale in comparison to the benefits that shareholders and executives in the companies will see over time as their tax rates go down, the stock prices go up to reflect that. And of course, you have to look at the bigger picture question of what's going to happen uh, with the deficit, uh, the huge increase in the deficit that we've taken on now to fund these tax breaks and where the Republicans are going to kind of go in the future to try and take some of that money back. And we can really expect it's going to be a lot of programs and areas of the government that benefit middle income and lower income people.
1: So, Jim, even as the banks are giving more money to their employees, do you expect that more money will actually go to things like paying their shareholders dividends or buying back stock, which actually boosts up the price as well?
0: Absolutely. I think that the general expectation on and off Wall Street is that the banks will spend the bulk of their savings from the tax bill on things that benefit shareholders, whether that's increasing dividends, whether that's doing more buybacks. I mean, there is going to be some expansion of their existing lines of business that some banks have talked about. You know, Bank of America said that it would give bonuses to workers. But if you look at the math here, it's a slim fraction of what the banks are receiving from the bill is immediately being passed on to workers.
1: So do either of you have an expectation that these additional profits for banks will help grow the economy, Sheila?
2: Well, of course, there will be some benefits. The shareholders will have more money to spend on certain things that will help grow the economy. But it's important to remember that many of these banks were already reporting record earnings before this tax break. They didn't really need it. There wasn't a big problem with the banking industry. So were they Previously, giving back all sorts of money to their employees and raising you know, minimum pay for people, not really. Most of their profits were flowing to shareholders before, and they've been criticized for not doing many of the things that they're intended to do in the economy, like making loans and allowing small businesses to grow, things like that. So this isn't really a radical shift for them. They're going to be enjoying more of the same, and I don't think there's a big expectation that they're going to really change the way they've been behaving up until now.
0: Yeah, I think the best case scenario for workers in this is that right now the economy is at a point where banks don't necessarily have much choice, where they're going to have to pass a a decent amount of these savings on, in particular to their workers, because the economy is at or near full employment and workers can demand higher pay. We're going to see this through other sectors of the economy, too, not just banks. But I think that's the best case scenario for workers is that they are able to demand money that is, saved savings from the tax bill, not have it passed on to them sort of out of the goodness of the hearts of management. Uh, But I think the flip side and the much more interesting question for the broad economy here is whether there are just a lot of productive investments just waiting to be made sitting out there that for whatever reason the return on wasn't good enough to make that investment before or that there wasn't enough capital for...
2: I remember during the tax debate, the Trump administration had people going around saying, oh, workers are going to see an average of $4,000 added to their paychecks. But that was sort of a made-up number based on some vague fantasy calculation they had made that companies were going to share all these windfalls with their workers. But it's important to note that unemployment has been very low for quite some time now, and wages have incredibly not gone up. And this has been something that has stumped a lot of economists. People have been wondering why wages haven't increased, given the rest of the dynamics in the economy. Uh, So it will be interesting to see whether that changes now.
1: Jim, it's just remarkable that 2018 marks the 10-year anniversary of the financial collapse of 2008, the Great Recession. And with that in mind, when you look at the tax law, when you look at the possibility of deregulation, what is the outlook for the banking sector 10 years out from what was the the worst crisis since the Great Depression?
0: I think it's unquestionably a great time again to be particularly a large bank in the United States. I mean, there are just a lot of benefits from this tax law that they're very excited about. And there are a lot of benefits from deregulation that they're excited about. And when you talked to bankers two, three years ago, they felt hamstrung by some of the regulations put in place after the crisis. They talked in much more cautious terms. I mean, you don't hear that now. You hear these big optimism. You have Jamie Dimon from JP Morgan Chase talking about 4% growth in the economy this year, he thinks is possible. I mean, they're back to sort of having their swagger. And I think that that, again, that swagger comes, obviously, with a bit more risk in the system. Their argument would be that the dial had been turned too far, that risk had been too heavily curtailed, and that now the balance is going to be better and that that balance is going to unleash growth.
1: Jim Tankersley is a reporter for The New York Times, and Sheila Kohatkar is a staff writer at The New Yorker. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks. And I'm Charlie Herman, and this is Money Talking from WNYC.